Nachos Amigos, and welcome to Record Breakers, the fun music sharing podcast of four friends hanging out with each other, uh, music sharing and sharing music. I'm Peter Ray, your man with no plan and no idea of how to intro a podcast. Uh, here with me is, of course, my crew, my team, my squad. We've got Brett. Did you guys know that ox, uh, oxen aren't an actual species, but they're actually any kind of bovine that's been castrated or not? It's, there's no real rules. It's An ox is not its own species. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew. I did not know that at all, Brett. That's actually really weird. So wait, you're telling me that like, if I say that it is an ox, it could be any type. Well, of you've got robot? to use it. You've got to use it for for pulling stuff. Yeah, it's got to be a, a so, beast of burden. Walks yeah, so for miles. It, its feet are hurting. Yes, it, uh, it just has to pull things, and it's an ox. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah. Patrick. <laughs> um, the more you know, star with rainbow. Jingle. G.I. Joe. Uh, we're here to talk about music. Uh, the provider of said music, the provider of the music this week, uh, the one sharing with the crew, is Drew. Drew, what do you got for us this week? Well, I'm, I'm going to see uh, these guys along with a couple others uh, in July. I was super excited about it, so I decided that I wanted to bring one of their albums. Uh, this is a band from New Jersey by the name of the bouncing souls with their 1999 album, hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I had, I had high expectations, but let's talk about, uh, let's ask the guys, Brett, what were your expectations coming into this album? Well, uh, I, I'm fairly familiar with the bouncing souls. Uh, they were, they were one of those bands that I saw, like half my life ago at warp tours um and uh their their albums floated around uh strangely in north central indiana there was a sizable punk rock following um even in the rural areas um they were never my go-to band but i really never had anything against them mm-hmm. uh patrick <sighs> what, what, what were your expectations I, I too have fond memories of bouncing souls at warp tour although they were never a band I really actively listened to they were like i've i've heard parts of this album before but like of of the the myriad of epitaph bands from the late 90s and early 2000s this was not one of the ones i listened to uh yeah i've i've i had expectations i knew bouncing souls i've listened to their songs many times there are there were many several songs on my rotations but not not a full album uh i would say yeah, Drew, how would you describe this album musically? What would be the themes elements? And, well, the weird thing about Bouncing Souls this is one of those bands that, like you guys said, has been around for a while. They've been around since 89, and they've been doing it, right? They've been putting in their work, paying their dues, or whatever you want to say um, that a punk rock band would do. And they've gotten a good reputation for good reason. I feel like I've been listening to them forever, just because... They've always been there, right? Um, the weird thing about Bouncing Souls in general is that a lot of bands, even like punk bands, you'll go to their 
Wikipedia page and there'll be like five different genres, right? It'll be like pop punk, punk rock, blah, 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 blah. blah. Like it'll list like a bunch of things. One, there's one and it just says punk rock. As all the bouncing souls give you, that's sort of what they are. Um, and they sort of, to me, for that like sort of like skate punk sort of feel are one of the bands that perfectly personifies that. Um, there are sing-along chants. There are crunchy power chord guitars. There's a bass that is usually pretty subdued in the mix and not doing anything like super crazy, but every once in a while have its point. Um, the thing about Bouncing Souls and especially Hopeless Romantic is that d- bands like this remind me in a weird way of Alton Brown. And let me loop around and explain why that makes sense. <laughs> um, Alton Brown always made it a point where if there was a dish that he was making on Good Eats or in any of his other shows that was simple, that was just a couple of ingredients or a couple of things, it required a certain precision to get it right. Because if you screwed up just a little bit, if something was just, if you didn't get really good of this ingredient or that ingredient, you were going to screw everything up and everything would fail. So you had to be on point. You had to know exactly what you wanted. And I think bouncing souls do that really, really well. It's not that anything is overly complicated, but everything is so well done that it's just really the, the bouncing souls are a name because of that. This album is sort of their most iconic because in my opinion, many others that arguably has some of their best songs. Um, and it was kind of them getting comfortable with what would be sort of the bouncing souls dynamic going into the early and late two thousands. Right. Is that the tempo shifting, uh, in the songs, letting the songs go a little longer than like two minutes, like not crazy, not crazy. They weren't not being a punk band. It was still going to be like a three minute song or four minute song, but like still going in and playing around with tempos and playing around with having a bit more intricacies in that um, and being more comfortable doing it. Um, we'll get into it, but there are songs that I may have been talking a lot on Twitter lately about uh, wrestling and there might be a song that, fans of wrestling may recognize and there may be songs that people recognize from or have weird references in them and it's it just is something that this album i think does that if i was going to bring in a bouncing souls record it was either going to be this or anchors away because i think anchors away was their first that really had good like excellent production qualities but hopeless and romantic is sort of iconic you can't not do it uh yeah brett what would be the themes elements that caught your attention all right um this is upbeat power chord punk rock with all the 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 woes and awes like all you know it's it's one of those it's it's also very beat driven like the, the the drums drive um so if you have more of a a, a march type feel or a uh or uh, they don't really get swingy but uh you know it, the the beat drives the drives the tunes um the the guitar turns into a drum when you start palm muting you know you get all that the, the bass is the standout instrument um because if you're looking for musical gymnastics that's where it's going to be located at uh, there's not a whole lot of time for boodle doos and whatnot um 
there, there's something I wanted to, to bring up uh, that uh, I, I noticed on the Spotify version, and it got me changing headphones out and changing uh, what machines I was using um, until I figured out, oh, th- this is somebody just recording a record um, on the Spotify. So there's Needle Scratch and there is Blowout um, on, because it's somebody recorded a, a record, like a, a vinyl. Um, so, and it kind of sounded like butt um, because uh, a lot <laughs> of times the cymbals would be clipping and sometimes the vocals would be clipping. And when there was silence, there was a needle scratching. And then I got to the end of the song, the, the album, and I heard that, you know, it was a record that was just spinning on its platter for, you know, a couple minutes or so uh, with nobody lifting the needle off. So, yeah, that, that sort of production wise, I would not say this is top notch, you know, recorded in a vacuum. There's definitely some noises, some that are, are added uh, at the time of recording, some when they ripped whatever record that they had pressed. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I don't get it, but I, you know, it's at least it's punk rock and not like a, a, a an opera or something where you would care a whole lot. So it wasn't, I, I wouldn't call it a deal breaker. It was a little disappointing. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, what would be the themes on this that caught your attention? This is the, like, sort of, uh, in the, in the realm of, you know, like the late nineties punk scene, this is sort of on the sloppy fast fun don't worry about like being super tight or super clean side of punk rock it is uh if if you're a a young lad and want to play punk rock guitar this is not a bad place to start it's it's just you know four or five chords tops and you know uh just playing them very quickly and uh but like for example the bass is probably where the best like musicality is coming from. There's some good bass runs in here, and I, I do enjoy a good punk rock bass player, but it is it is very much different. It's not it's not like as clean and polished as something like later Newfound Glory got, or, and it's not as tight and fast like Blink 182. It's very just like it, it's very much high energy, maybe at the expense of uh of doing everything really, really like tight and clean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I definitely can understand that. Uh, it, but overall, I think it's a, yeah, it's high energy and high fun. Uh, it might not be the tightest, but it's, it's pretty, it's has some good musicianship in there, but I, I think it's focused on, I think this is a band whose live show probably is what carries them. And the records so don't excited. matter. Just a little, I think that is, that so is, excited. that's okay. That is, that is a thing. Some bands do. There are a lot of bands who put out okay records, but kill it live. And I, and like, I've seen these guys live. They're a blast. I had like yeah. never heard a song of theirs when I saw them in like Oh three or Oh four. And they were great. So <gasps> I, I think that's sort of the vibe they really go yeah. for. It's all about having a good time. Having, it's all about the good times. Uh, and, and then it's rancid, and then it's dropkick Murphys, and I don't know how I'm going to live the next day. <laughs> I'm super pumped. Uh, yeah, I'm jealous. Drew, uh, let's talk about some tracks. Talk about some key tracks. Yes. What, what would be the key tracks of zeroing on? Let's. Um, you open with a lead song that's also the title track in Hopeless Romantic. You're gonna have to do a lot to make me happy, right? I, I was happy. Um, it's some raw ass vocals, but there, there's a lot of group singing along parts where you pump your fist in the air. There's some crunchy guitars. It's, 
and it's fun and it's upbeat. It's one of those songs that like is one of my favorites to just drive down the road on a summer day with the windows down, just feeling okay about life. Um, uh, fight to live. I needed to bring out because Patrick said it, the, the bass in this can very much at times come in and I'm glad that it went notice. I don't want the bass player to go and notice because there are times where he's doing things that are really interesting and fight to live sort of has that for me. And the other one I will bring out is Olay because if there's ever a song uh, by any punk band, they'll get a bunch of hooligans in the crowd chanting. It's this one. I know it's a bit generico, but um, it's I love it all the same. But um, uh, yes. uh um, I got jokes. <laughs> yeah, you've been sitting on that for a week, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you picked that album just for the joke. Yeah. I didn't pick it just for the joke, but like <laughs> but it I was there. About it. It's, just, it's like, <laughs> well, I'm picking this album, and the joke is there. The joke is so, there. Yeah. I gotta use it. <laughs> and and like it went off in my head at first i was like oh god i have two i know there are two other people in this podcast that can make an el generico reference it could could i do it and i was like i have oh, wait, no idea what the hell I'm, you're talking about i'm gonna be the first one up to talk about songs i can do it without having to worry if they're gonna yes. make the el generico reference yes uh, for those he's that a, don't know, he's a wrestler. Is, yeah. For those oh. that know, know, uh, and for Brett, uh, I, I the, uh, the man currently known as Sami Zayn in the WWE, uh, we can we can say it. The, the the fun of like saying he's in Mexico with the orphans is you know it's past. We can say it. Uh, in the Indies, when it was you know in, a, in creating his character, he he referred to himself as El Generico, the generic luchador. We're playing Which Black is great Plan. because because he's a redheaded Syrian Canadian boy. Yeah, but like, like you didn't it, know he, that he does not look the part. <laughs> but you but didn't really great. know that. He, it was just mainly like uh, he was a good wrestler that was uh, that had high flying ability in that. Well, I can wrestle like a luchador. Uh, let's make the luchador joke. I'm mm-hmm. the generic luchador, and it was the and it it was a fun joke that turned into one of the most beloved characters and people in, in independent wrestling for years and he used that he used Olay as his entrance his music. song and it, you know it was it was perfect because that's what you know any independent crowd back in the day especially like you know all of them would once you heard that it was everybody their feet singing along uh yes so everybody's caught up uh brett what what were the key songs for you? Well, I'm I'm happy that I both was able to give the knowledge of Ox uh, lore and uh, was able to receive El Generico information. But mm-hmm. uh, no, Olay is no. Uh, I'll just stay here, right here. I'm going to make a, a the hot take, hot take from Brett. It is no sex and violence, but it's <laughs> I I can see how uh how you could get people chanting Olay. Um, I have a baseball story about that, but I'm going to leave that till later. Um, Hopeless Romantic as an album, as a song. Um, it's simple and effective. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty great uh, album opener for this album specifically because it gives you uh, your first taste of where the bass is going to be hanging out, like what it's going to be doing. Um, and it continues throughout the album. Um, it's sort of hitting similar themes. I mean, you're not going to... 
there's not going to be a, a slow dance tune. There's not going to be like a, a, a an, an uh, a acapella track on here. You know what you're getting. It's these are going to be the punk rock songs, and you'll get some that that fit one cookie mold and some that don't. Um, Kid uh, is a, a, a an up an upbeat uh, up tempo uh, tune with uh, plenty of palm mutes. Um, the prerequisite woes. Um, uh, this is the track that uh, I had probably the most problems with the uh, versions that I was listening to. I don't know if they're all like that, just being blown out. And I, it, it really uh, made it close to unlistenable. But, you know, again, it's punk rock. So I still could, I could, you know, filter that out and find a groovy tune. Um, Monday Morning Ant Brigade uh, is a, uh, a marching ballad of a track. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's one of those, uh, in, in the era, you had to design your album with a, a definite crowd participation track or two. Um, this fills number two, the number two slot, um, pretty, pretty well. Um, it, uh, it seemed to be one of the, the best, uh, put together, uh, best song parts put together, um, onto this, uh, along with the others that I, I mentioned. Um, but these really stuck with me in my, uh, record breakers, the home game the week before. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick, what would be, what would be the key songs? Uh, for you, uh, the opener slash title track, "Hopeless Romantic." That that is just a good song. Uh, I didn't love all this record, but I love that song. It's it's dumb, simple. It's hiding a pretty cool bass line. The weir- the lyrics are are fun and very much uh, fit sort of the genre. Um, it it's it's a good song. It's got a good sing along chorus. It it's it's fun, which is I think probably what they're going for. Uh, Fight to Live, if only for the quality baseline. Um, that's a really good example of if, if like you are uh, a person who plays bass in a like punk rock style band and you want to know like what you can do other than like, you know, playing root notes, uh, listen to that and see kind of the things he does. You know, little bass runs can really, really help a song in the genre. And uh Mostly because I just like dueling vocals. Uh, Wish me well, you can go to hell. Uh, it's just a fun, silly song. It had some like talky bits that I didn't really care about, but uh, I like dueling vocals because I don't know, I'm a weirdo. So it it was it was fun and interesting and like threw a little uh, curveball late in the record. Uh yeah, there's, there's, there's a, the the there's some great tracks on here. Some great fun punk punk rock tracks and. Uh, like Olay, <laughs> which is undeniable, uh, which fills me with so many memories of watching like various independent wrestling events and watching him, watching him and Kevin, uh, then Steen, now Owens, nearly kill each other at the end of a Ring of Honor event. <laughs> uh, yeah, some cool stuff. Let's bring it back around the horn for some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Brett, what will be your conclusion on this album as a whole? Uh, I doubt that this album is going to knock your socks off. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's not that it's, it, it's another one of these. If you're into an, a, an upbeat 90 sound, semi soft side, uh, punk rock, not, it's not like squeezy hug you punk rock, but it's, it's, it's more, it's, it's less hard. Um, th- there's more of it in this album for you. 
Um, they aren't making any more albums from the 1990s. So if you're looking for a new one and you haven't found this one, here you go. Um, it's, that's not a trivial thing. Um, you, you can't really repl- replicate the sound of punk rock in the late 90s uh, today. Um, I, I enjoyed my time going back, uh, you know, uh, and listening to this uh, was was very uh, it, it drew me back into a, uh, a little bit of nostalgia for, you know, something that that I enjoyed when I was half the age that I am now. Um, and for that, I thank you, Drew. I feel old. Welcome. Uh, yeah, Patrick. What will be what will be the uh, uh what will be your conclusions on this album as a whole? Um, it's it didn't change my life. It it didn't ruin my day. It's it's all right. It's not my thing, and it's not that I like disliked it. I recognize what it is, and probably a different, you know, literally maybe just a different week in my life. I might have enjoyed it more. Or maybe enjoyed it more back when, you know, back in the Disney when I was listening to this kind of music on the regular. But it is it is like a nice little time capsule of of that kind of era of punk rock and one band's approach to it. Um, But like I I also have this really good memory of Warp Toro for Bouncing Souls and Flogging Molly were the last two bands. And at Warp Tour, like there's. 40 million things going on, but the last two bands pretty much get that hour to themselves, at least back then. So the entire crowd's there and it's really high energy and they were fun. Um, they were, they were a good time. And, and for that, I thank them. Um, but this isn't my thing. I think there are better, better examples of this genre from this era. But again, like punk's a really big, wide genre in a lot of ways. And, uh, nobody likes everything. And, you know, that's just kind of how it went for me. Everything's a band from Philadelphia, right? Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This, this is this is a, a very uh, distinct sound uh, from a certain era, and I enjoyed the heck out of it because I really liked that sound, and uh, and I really liked this band, and. <laughs> Uh, getting to just sit down and listen to a whole album of this band and this sound was really fun, really fantastic, and uh, it just threw me back, uh, and I have no complaints. Uh, Drew, what will be your conclusion? This is a band that, like I said, I've I've liked for a while. It's a sound that this is, when I think of punk rock, this is the type of band that I think back to. Um it is a band that I am super pumped to go see. Um, and again, the show I'm going to is them rancid and dropkick Murphy's to give you an idea of what you're getting into. Um, that block. Um, I think the bouncing souls are definitely worth the time. Uh, there's something that again, like I said, as they've gone on, their production quality has gotten better as things to help your production quality have gotten cheaper it seems their production quality has gotten better weird how that can work out um but all in all i think they're a band that's just a whole lot of fun and if you if you remember fondly the tony hawk pro skater soundtracks and all that they entailed maybe the bouncing souls are something that if you haven't tried yet you should give a shot to um 
I don't know. They're they're something that I will I will always go back and listen to. This anchors away like summer vacation, like all of it's. I like them a lot. They're always great. And I will always always pull them out, and it will always make me feel better about my day. Uh yeah. Um yeah, and those are our thoughts on Bouncing Souls. Sorry if I was distracted, but apparently opening your iTunes folder on your computer means iTunes launches. Wow. What a what a lovely piece of software. No. iTunes is great. <laughs> I'm gonna make I you just... make me uninstall again. Fuck. I don't know why I reinstall in the first place. Anyways. <laughs> Aside from that, I was just gonna fucking look up what the hell I fucking bad religions. I mean, uh, bouncing souls songs I had on here. Uh, that's what you do. That, that's what you get, Petey, for trying to make the up the production quality of this show by looking up some information by opening a folder. It's seriously like How why? No, I'm not fucking. I'm not fucking opening up iTunes. Stop opening. Like, all right. Um, <laughs> moving on. Moving on to uh to the main event of the evening, to what we've all been waiting for, to our haiku reviews, uh, where we sum up all our thoughts in a in a poetic format that we probably don't even really have correct. Uh, no, we most likely don't. We, we don't have correct. Uh, we sum it up all in haikus, uh, for fun. Let's let's just do the same order, Brett. What is your haiku? So, if you need one, here's another one of these. iTunes is really bad. There you go. Patrick, what is your haiku? Thought it wouldn't be thought it would be fun, and maybe it could have been. Decent baselines, though. Uh. For me, my haiku. Classic feel-good punk. Perfect for driving all night. Nothing generic. Uh, Drew, what is your haiku? Thank you for making me not the only one to make a generic reference. Um, Old-fashioned punk. Need to get some Adidas. You can hold the beer. Yes. I forgot about the Adidas part. Well, you know, <laughs> they drink beer. And wear Adidas. And wear Adidas, <laughs> yes. That's an important part of it. Uh, meanwhile, I love that it's, the song is the, the Adidas reference in the song, even though their name is a reference to Doc Martens. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, no one ever said punk rock had to make sense. No, he you just gotta be a it. punk. Cheech said it all. Yes. <laughs> I kind of uh, want to get a pair of Adidas just... Okay, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, did, I already ca- uh, did I already ask you, Drew? Oh, yeah, you're uh, you for your, your haiku. All I right. need the Adidas reference. Yes. <laughs> this, iTunes thing's, uh, this iTunes thing has got me messed up. Not, not, that, I've, not that I'm uh, always on the ball and uh, always together anyways, but sheesh. Uh, yeah, that brings us to the end of another fantastic episode of record breakers those are our thoughts on this album you can of course find this album on our spotify playlist uh or you know a very variation as we found out uh, of this album uh but a second hand i guess (laughs) 
Uh, on our Spotify playlist, play Record Breakers, the home game. On that playlist will be next week's record. Uh, barring a guest, I think I have something working. I don't know. We'll, we'll see if, we, if somebody gets back to me. But uh, the next record we know of is my record, uh, which is uh, Mega Ran uh, and his... Oh, not latest album because he's had he, he's constantly pumping out music. But one of his recent albums, uh, and one of his kind of more prolific album, like complete albums, uh, at least as he, for for him and personal one, uh, RNDM, uh, aka Random, uh, Rind, Rindum, Rindum. Uh, RNDM, uh, and it, it is going to be an interesting talk. Uh, some cool nerdcore hip hop. Uh, and more, because it's not just that. Uh, but yeah, look forward to that next week. But that's next week, and this is this week. And you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at Swagger. Brett is at Hibbity Bibbert, H I B B I T Y B I B B A R T. Drew's at Exclusive Rex. I'm at PD Rave. The show's at four record breakers. That's the number four record breakers. Recordbreakerspodcast.com. Recordbreakerspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us, rebelli.net for this and other shows rebelli tv on youtube on other places we're on itunes we're on stitcher we're a bunch of places until next time hasta los huevos rock over run london rock on chicago toodaloo breakfast champion Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>